1025 The Bone, Drew Garabo Live. Why are you whispering? I don't know. Oh. I, I just, I, I'm waiting. For, oh my God, there's a hotline. Yeah. No, we're going to, we got to pick it up. Don't let Kayla pick it up. Why not? We're going to pick it up. What do you, but I mean, what Dude, if, it's the Khaleesi. Because I don't want to, I don't want to screw this up. We're going to have less time with her if Kayla talks to her and preps her for a but second. But then people yeah. are going to hear all the behind the scenes, like, I'm like, I'm public. She's on hold or wasting good, good. time. Oh, Let's Jesus. Go. All right, all right, right. Hello. Hi there. Uh, is this Drew? It is. How are you doing? I'm okay. This is Maria from Paramount Pictures. Well, hello, Maria from Paramount Pictures. Hi. So I have Amelia on hold. I just wanted to run through a couple of things with you um, before getting on the line. Sure. Is that okay? Absolutely. Uh, so first reminder, the movie comes out July 1st. Got it. Um, and she plays Sarah Connor. Yep. Um, second, it is Amelia, not Emily. Got it. Um, and I'm assuming that you'll ask her some Game of Thrones questions, but if we could keep it Terminator-centric, that would be great. Yeah, we're planning on about, uh, I'd say, 70% Terminator, 30% GOT, if that's okay. That's, that's a great breakdown. I like that. Good. And um, just also no um, radio ID tags, you know, station IDs. <laughs> yeah, we're not cool. all about that. Sure, absolutely. Great. So I'm going to patch her through to you right now. Fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, we are on with Drew out of Tampa. Okay, lovely. Thank you. Hello, hello. Hi, hello. How are you doing, Amelia? I am very good. Very good, thank you. Good, very good, considering the fact that you've had to talk to a whole bunch of radio dildos today, right? Oh, my goodness. What better way to spend the morning? <laughs> I can think of about a million myself. Um, <laughs> thank you there. I really appreciate the time, though, and congratulations on being part of the Terminator franchise. Growing up, uh, T2 was one of the hugest movies uh, when it came to the action genre. Were you at all familiar with T2 and the whole legend of Terminator, or was it something that you kind of had to brush up on to play Sarah Connor? Oh, no, it was something I definitely grew up watching and kind of being inspired by. Um, Linda Hamilton making that fo that role so famous, being the ultimate badass um, action hero, was um, was definitely something that inspired me as I was growing up. So it was I just jumped at the chance to play, to reprise that role in, in our Terminator. Absolutely. Probably a lot of pressure, too, because Linda Hamilton, I have to say, there aren't too many female action heroes who carried a film like she did in T2. No, exactly, exactly. So not just just some rather big shoes to fill when I decided to say yes to this movie. Yeah, no biggie. Hey, did Arnold call you himself? Did he like get on the phone and go, I love you in Game of Thrones. Why don't you play Sal Connor? <laughs> that was an amazing accent, can I just say? <laughs> you can. Um, he didn't. I kind of wish he had. Um, but he did. He did say it to my face. So that's good on the day of shooting. So that was, um, yeah, I kind of spent all of my preparation just wanting to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger say exactly what you just said. <laughs> I'm sure that was a dream come true for you. We are speaking with Amelia Clark. She is in Terminator Genesis. It is in theaters July 1st, a much ballyhooed film. Uh, I would say this is probably your biggest uh, on-screen effort other than your television effort on Game of Thrones, correct? Yes, that is definitely correct. Are you ready for uh, the launch into the stratosphere that you're about to? Because right now, I would say you're a cult heroine, if you will. Like, there's, you know, it's an HBO show, but it's a gigantic HBO show. This one is about to propel you onto, uh, I would say, A-plus list level. Are you ready for that? My goodness, I better be. <laughs> 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 
if there's anything that's going to prepare me for it, it's getting to ready, getting to play, getting ready to play these strong badass women. So I feel like I'm 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 on I'm on a good level to to be prepared for it. Yeah, I think so. It's not like you're going from uh, from Z to A. You're like B to A right now because uh, your role is uh, as Khaleesi on Game of Thrones. I must confess, I'm on episode three of season one of Game of Thrones. I'm way late to oh the. Oh my goodness, my darling. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like all my friends are like, oh, you got to watch this show. You got to watch this show. You love this show. I reject hype. When too many people are into something, I figure that's not for me. Too many people are into it. But I have to say, you're quite fetching. Oh, well, thank you very much. If you're on season one, you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do bad things happen to you, like, in the uh, in the later seasons? No, not at all. No, I just put my clothes on after the later seasons. Oh, I'm okay with that. I'm not just there for the nudity. I'm there for the story, the drama, and the action. The nudity is just superfluous. Uh, it's okay, but that's not the meat and potatoes. No, exactly. But there's, oh my goodness, you've got a lot in store for you then. If you're just on season one, there's some there's some goodies around the corner that uh, that should keep you engaged. Well, I will say that this show does not waste any time uh, launching into the world of the ribald, what with incest and rape and kids and all that yeah. stuff. This is, uh, this is a show that pushes yeah. the boundaries. It does indeed. It does indeed. We're speaking with Amelia Clark. Terminator Genesis is in theaters on July 1st. Do you like the idea of John Connor being a machine this time around? And uh, do you think that this is completely going to reboot the franchise? Well, I think it's one of the elements that will reboot the franchise for sure, because I think it's a, twi a, a plot twist that is coming out of nowhere. Um, and it kind of keeps, keeps everyone on their toes and keeps everyone guessing and keeps that threat that we've been that we've been trying to conquer throughout the first couple of um, uh, first couple of movies, it kind of keeps it um, keeps it going basically. Sure. There's so many things that we can't prepare for, and John Connor being one of the bad guys is not what anyone's expecting. Yeah, I know. I like that. You're probably going to get a lot of the purists, aka nerds, who are going to say, "Well, that's not the way it should be." But when you're rebooting a franchise, I think you need to take chances like this, and uh, you've got an opportunity here to uh, to really make your mark. Exactly, exactly. I like the rapport that we have here. We're speaking with Amelia Clark, Terminator Genesis, in theaters on July 1st. Okay, Terminator versus one of your dragons from Game of Thrones. Who wins that fight? Oh, oh my goodness. That's like asking me to pick between my children. It's very, it's a very difficult, difficult one. I feel like if I could find a, uh, a Terminator dragon who breathed fire, then that would be the ultimate. I got they fought and kind of turned into each other. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be pretty neat. Uh, my partner here, Seth, would kill me if I did not let... He's the one who turned me on to Game of Thrones. He is caught up in current, and he would kill me if, uh, if I did not let him ask you a question. Seth, this is Amelia Clark. Amelia, beside yourself, who's your favorite character on Game of Thrones? Oh, on Game of Thrones. I mean, I think that, um, that Arya's pretty, pretty incredible. Maisie's performance is just amazing. Um, as a shout-out to my girls. And then I think that um, you can't get better than Peter Dinklage. Tyrion is uh, is the is the all time winner in my eyes. I have to say, only three episodes deep. I love that guy. I love his sly little asides to the camera, and uh, and that's one yeah. one of the major factors. Not as big as Khaleesi, of course. And I just found out you're pregnant on the show. Congratulations! I hope that things end well with that. <laughs> I'm pregnant on the show. I think so. Didn't they? I, 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 didn't that just happen in episode three? They said you're with child, and somebody's going to slaughter a goat for you, or something like that. Yes, oh my goodness, you just asked us something like, what? <laughs> Season one, yes. 
Yes, I'm expecting. Okay. Who knows what I'm expecting, but I am. Oh, that's quite the tease. Uh, you've certainly come a long way from when your father told you that the phrase you need to memorize as an actress would be, would you like fries with that? How many times a day do you think about that and laugh at where you are right now? Oh, my goodness. Well, I think he was just trying to protect me, protect the um, the, many, uh, the, uh, the kind of the happily ever after idea that I would have had about being an actor. And it's just incredible that I get to be where I am with my acting right now. It's uh, Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I'm a very, very lucky girl, that's for sure. You certainly are, and we're lucky to watch you. Final question, and feel free to tell me to shove it and that it's none of my business, but uh, Channing Tatum on Howard Stern this past week made mention of the fact that you perhaps approached him and his beautiful wife about a little party of three, menage a trois, as the French may say. Would you like to clear up any misconceptions that the public might have? Oh, my goodness. This is, I did an interview, and I didn't realize that they were going to print that. <laughs> I thought it was just like a, a big, <laughs> funny joke we were having. And then suddenly you're like the third person to be like, Channing read your article and thinks it's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. You don't you don't get more beautiful than Channing Tatum and his gorgeous wife. So um, it's just that, that that nugget of news has just made my day. <laughs> well, well, there are far worse rumors to have, and uh, and you know yes, there are. Yeah, there are, and I think that would probably, if that three ever did happen, that would probably cause the implosion of civilization as we know it, because there could be nothing more beautiful in the entire world than that. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yes, there we go. Well, you are certainly lovely. Amelia Clark, Terminator Genesis, is in theaters on July 1st. This will be a $100 million opening weekend. Is that what you earmark as success? Is that what your agent has said? Look, we're looking for a gigantic $100 million opening weekend on this one. Oh, my goodness. Well, we, can, we, we will just have to wait and see, I think. We can cross our fingers, that's for sure. All right. Well, we'll do our part by encouraging people to go see that. I'll see it three times if I have to. I will get caught up now that you and I have this personal relationship, and I look forward to seeing the many things that Khaleesi has in store for me as I continue plodding down the path of Game of Thrones. Thank you so much for your time, Amelia, and continued success to you. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks. Take care. My friends, are you still listening? Good. It's the True Cropo Live Hidden Track of the Day. Kisses, Bay. Right now, joining us on the phone, it is my esteemed pleasure to speak to the sitting mayor of the city of Tampa. He has a phenomenal program to get some guns off the street. If you know anything about the Tampa Bay area, you know we are amidst some horrible gun violence. And this is not a Second Amendment issue. This is an issue of young people being gunned down in the prime of their life. Rather than just sit back and watch this happen, His Honor, Mayor Bob Buckhorn and Police Chief Eric Ward have announced a gun buyback program, which will be held on June 27th. Here to chat about it with us is His Honor, Mayor Bob Buckhorn. Mayor Bob, thank you very much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Hey, hey, Drew. Thanks for the invitation. I appreciate it. Well, certainly my pleasure. Congratulations on you for doing what you can uh, to uh, to get these guns off the street. It's got to bother you a little bit, especially as a dad, to see so many young people carelessly gunned down by such cruel and unnecessary gun violence, sir. Drew, it breaks your heart, and you're absolutely right. I'm a dad. I've got two little girls. You know, I have been on the scenes of these shootings and watched uh, literally as, as young men, sometimes the same age as my oldest daughter, um, mm. and know that their lives are over uh, for just some random act of violence um, for no reason, you know, whether it was disrespect or whether it was a neighborhood beef, 
but there, you know, cities across the country are just awash in illegal guns. And so we're going to try and do our part. And, and you're absolutely right, Drew. This has nothing to do with the Second Amendment. Right. This has nothing to do with people's ability uh, to own a gun. I am a gun owner. I have been a gun owner most of my adult life. I enjoy um, hunting. I enjoy being outdoors. I enjoy shooting. Um, but I'm a responsible gun owner. Yep. And there, there is a big difference uh, between responsible gun owners and gun ownership and guns in the hands of criminals and mentally ill people or 14 or 15 year olds who stole them out of someone's house. That's why we do the gun buybacks and to get those guns potentially out of the hands of the criminals. Yeah, absolutely. And those participating in this buyback will receive $50 per gun at the no questions asked event, which means you can drop off your gun, collect your cash and go. I assume that would be to get all these unregistered and stolen guns that are going to fall in the hands of miscreants out there off the street so they can hopefully prevent unnecessary and cruel homicides. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, people make the argument that the criminals are not going to turn their guns in. And that, that's probably true. But if a, a widow who say her husband had guns, uh, he passed away. She didn't know what to do with them. They're, they're in a closet somewhere. They're under a bed somewhere. And those are the kinds of guns that in home burglaries uh, get stolen and end up on the street. So yep. just bring the gun. If, you, if you're not using it and, and you don't want it anymore, you don't know how to use it, they make it, you uncomfortable, just bring the guns and we will take care of it and we'll give you $50 and you can go on your way. Now this will be held on June 27th. Uh, what will be the location of this, Mayor? The location is, and I knew you were going to ask me that, and I, I, hold on a second, Drew, and I will tell you what the location is. I was looking in the article in the TBO.com for a location. I didn't see it. I'm like, well, man, I really hope Mayor Bob knows where this location is. Yeah, if you hadn't asked me right at this particular moment, I could tell you. Um, the last time we did it was, oh, I know where it is. It's going to be at um, the Sulphur Springs Tower, the water tower. Okay. That you can see from the interstate off 275. Sure. Uh, um, that's where the gun buyback will be. Um, it's called River Tower Park, and it's 401 East Bird Street is the, is the exact address. Well, you got a heck of a staff to be able to put that information in front of you so quickly uh, on the fly there, Mayor Bob. <laughs> it was on my phone, Drew. I just I knew it was around here somewhere. <laughs> and I'd like to commend my very good friend and a guy who I used to work for when I worked for the Orlando Magic, Tampa Bay Lightning President Steve Griggs, uh, who through the Tampa Bay Lightning Foundation funded the program through a $50,000 donation saying we at the Lightning stand with the mayor in chief and we're committed to eliminating the violence on the streets of Tampa Bay. Speaking of the Lightning, real quick, Mayor Bob Buckhorn, uh, what an amazing season and you have to be so proud and so astonished on how this city just wrapped its arms around this team on a run that didn't quite end in a championship but still went a lot further than uh, we thought it might. Oh, Drew, I, I, I'm still exhausted from having watched every one of those games. Um, it was an amazing run. I, you know, I, I, you know, I lived through the, when the Bucks won the Super Bowl and the Lightning won the Stanley Cup in 04, mm -hmm. but this was something special. I mean, to know that you know, 18,000 people showed up at the Amelie Arena when there wasn't even a game there just to watch it on the big screens tell you, tells you how enthused and how excited people were about what the Lightning did. They're a young team. Um, I think they're going to be around for a while. Yep. Um, you know, I talked a lot of smack during that s series, and I, I will never be elected to anything in Chicago. Um, <laughs> But that's okay, you know, and now I have to pay up on the bet to, to Mayor Emanuel. Right. I right. mean, heck, Drew, you know how bad it got? Even four days ago, the President of the United States was busting my chops 
about the Blackhawks not being allowed to wear their jerseys in our building. My God. And so it was. Uh, it really was funny. He was doing a little smack talking of his own to me, and I just told him, "Well, Mr. President, you know, it was a good series. Congratulations, your your hometown won, uh, but we'll see you next year, and and uh, I'm going to win this bet sooner or later." Uh, Mayor Bob Buckhorn joins us on the phone right now. I'm sure you got some very angry emails from some Chicago residents who traveled down here and were upset that they were not allowed to wear their colors in the high dollar areas of the Amelie Arena. How much did you have to resist blasting them back with? some choice language, or is it easy for you to take the high road because you're an elected official? Well, they blew up my Twitter account and they hit me hard on Facebook. Um, you know, and that's that's fine. You know, Chicago's got a long history of great sports. They're great sports fans. Yeah, there was a lot of trash talking, and of course it's all tongue-in-cheek, and, you know, some of them took it way more seriously than it was intended. Um, but it was fine. You know, it was fine. But they did give us a lot of grief for not uh, allowing the Blackhawk jerseys uh, in certain parts of the stadium. But, you know, heck... It's Jeff Phoenix team. It's his building. It's our town. Yep. We can do whatever we want. I quote from a message that we have been sent that you received, Mayor Bob Buckhorn. Go Blackhawks. Now shut the blank up and eat your catfish, bitch. Don't F with Chicago <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were a few of those, Drew. <laughs> They're a classy bunch, those Chicago fans. Sportsmanship. You know, you mentioned Jeff Vinnick. Uh, what a blessing he is for this city. And how do you envision uh, his, his idea? of what that whole Emily Arena area is going to look like in the next five to ten years. I will tell you that this city will be radically different. Uh, the skyline will be different. Um, you know, we just heard yesterday that the governor signed off on the money to move the USF Med School downtown. Uh, with what Jeff is doing, along with Bill Gates, in a billion-dollar investment uh, that will change Channel Side in ways that we haven't even imagined. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, uh, Jeff Finnick is what every owner should be. Yep. Um, he's gracious, he's humble, he's unassuming, he knows that because he's been blessed, he needs to be a blessing to other people. And this is all about building a legacy for Jeff to hand off to his kids. So he's a great partner for me. And moving forward, I think um, you're going to start to see tower cranes down there in the next 12 to 18 months. Wow. And I think it's going to transform that entire area. And, and we couldn't have a better partner than Jeff Finnick. I agree. We're speaking with his honorable mayor, Bob Buckhorn, mayor of Tampa. Is the most common complaint that you get from Tampa residents the one that I have, one of the only complaints I have about this city? And that would be when I'm traveling back to see my family in Orlando, which I do frequently and i'm coming up from 275 from from i4 and i go to that 275 juncture to take 275 south gridlock no matter what time of the day it is mayor bob buckhorn what can we do about that and is that the most complained uh, about thing in the city of tampa Actually, not true. Um, I get complaints about a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> potholes. <laughs> uh, flooding. Um, you know, cats in trees. I mean, you name it. It's, uh, it when you're the mayor, you are never off. Um, but I think, I think, you know, let's back up for a second. Sure. We're never going to build our way out of that, that the transportation problem. Right. I mean, we can't possibly build enough roads uh, to fix the the jam that we are in with the population in all likelihood increasing over the next 15 to 20 years. So we've got to look at mobility options. We've got to look at bus rapid transit. We have to look at rail as part of that equation. Um, you know, we've got to find a dedicated funding source to help us pay for these. These are billions of dollars of projects. Yeah. So 
hopefully uh, we're going to go to a referendum in 2016 okay. that will allow the voters to decide whether or not uh, they want a future that is uh, that is looking like that intersection, that junction that you mm-hmm. talked about. Yes. Or a future um, that looks a little bit brighter with a few more options. And so the, the choice will be theirs. But I can tell you we can't fix anything moving forward with the amount of revenue that we have. We're, we're barely keeping up with the backlog. Well, I got about 20 bucks in my pocket, but I don't think that's going to do it. We are speaking with the, his honorable mayor, Bob Buckhorn, mayor of Tampa. On a personal level, sir, your favorite spot for brunch. Brunch is very something I'm very passionate about. I think Sundays were made for brunch. I love a mimosa. I'm sure you do, too. What's your favorite or a couple of your favorite brunch spots in the city of Tampa? Um, Ella's. Oh. Up on the Nebraska Avenue has a great brunch. They do. Um, I can't get in that place, by the way. Like, I, like they, they have a two-hour wait as soon as they open their doors, but I imagine you don't encounter the same problem. No, you'd be surprised. I flew home from California Sunday night in the last row, in the last seat, with my head up against the restroom uh, <laughs> wall. So... So that, that's the official mayoral seat, <laughs> I think. So Ella's Folk Art American Cafe, a little Bloody Mary with a rib on the side of it. Absolutely. I, you know, I love Eulalie. Um, mm. Eulalie on, on, right there on the riverfront. Uh, sure. It really has is, is got a great... And for special occasions, there's always oyster catchers. Yeah, that is a nice one. And I'll tell you, what they have done with that... I stayed at that La Meridian a few uh, weeks ago. What they've done with Isn't the that former... Oh, my God. It, it was a former federal courthouse, and yeah. they, have, they have redesigned and renovated into a boutique hotel. And that bijou that they have in there is one fine restaurant, sir. You know, that had sat vacant for 10 years. It was rotting by neglect. Um, it was costing us about $100,000 a year just to keep the air conditioning on and cut Oof. the grass. Jeez. Uh, we went out and found a developer who invested about $24 million of his own money and took that abandoned building, which was one of the most historic buildings in Tampa, and turned it into exactly what you what you experienced. It's oh. a wonderful, wonderful hotel. It really is. Well, listen, I appreciate the time very much. If there's ever anything you need to get the word out on, uh, we're, we have somewhat of a reach here in the Tampa Bay area doing afternoon drive time radio. We're more than happy to help get the word out there. You seem like a great guy. Love to break some uh, bread with you and have some mimosas someday at Ella's if you can get me a pretty good table. But from the sound of things, it doesn't sound like you're going to be much out there sitting in the last row of an airplane, sir. Last row, last seat, head up against the restroom door. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to you. And again, everybody needs to get guns off the street. It's the biggest, one of the biggest problems plaguing the Tampa Bay area right now. June 27th, Mayor Bob Buckhorn and Police Chief Eric Ward will be holding a gun buyback that is right by that giant water tower in Sulphur Springs. We'll tweet it out. We'll put it up on our uh, website. We'll do whatever we can help to reduce this unnecessary and inhumane gun violence that seems to be plaguing our cities. My son is a, uh, is a current student in the Tampa Bay uh, public school system, and I have to say he's received an unbelievable education thus far, so you're doing a great job there. I am a Tampa resident, and I thank you very much for the good work that you're doing for this city, and I look forward to speaking with you again, sir. Keep it up, Drew. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, buddy. Take it easy. Thanks. Bye-bye. It's okay to call him buddy like that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you called him Mayor Bob a few times. That was okay, too. Mayor Bob's good. (laughs)